many of you can open your own Bible to Exodus chapter 2? Open to Exodus chapter 2. Punch it. And if your neighbor wants to see if you got it right, just show it to your neighbor. Exodus chapter 2. Once again, I want to say a big God bless you to Pastor. Thank you so much for the privilege. I don't take it lightly at all. It's a delight to be here. I trust that today God will speak to somebody in this place. I came to speak to three billionaires. I don't know if they came for the service. Exodus 2. I read from verse 1. And there went a man of the house of Levi and took to wife a daughter of Levi. So a man who is in prayer temple marries a daughter in prayer temple. I understand that some of your connections are very far. It's okay. It's okay. Relax, relax. Don't say, eesh. It's okay, it's okay. But, but the Bible said, the, the man of Levi. And the woman conceived. So you notice that the man took to wife before the woman conceived. You understand? You take to wife before she conceives. Okay. Can I feel free here? And the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw him, that he was a goodly child. Other account says proper child. Another account says a fine child. She hid him three months. And when she could not longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes and dubbed it with slime and with pitch and put the child therein. And she laid it in the flags by the river's bank. By the river's brink. And his sister stood afar off to wit what would be done to him. Don't forget that. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river. And her maidens walked along the river's side. And when she saw the ark... Among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the babe wept. Are there some babes here? All right, okay. Okay. (laughs) And she had compassion on him. And said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for thee? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. And the maid went and called the child's own mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Take this child away and nurse it for me and I will pay you for breastfeeding your own child. (laughs) And the woman took the child and nursed it. Father Lord, I ask for a wild anointing tonight. As your word goes forth, 
minister healing. Break yokes. Set captives free. Release destinies. Help your saints. In Jesus' name, amen. Before you sit down, I just want you to find somebody, smile with the person, shake hands with the person, give somebody money, do something you've not done so far, and tell the person, God will bless you tonight. If anybody gets some money, just wave your hand. If you ever get somebody dash you money, wave your hand. Somebody dash you money, wave your hand. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Once again, I want to say a big God bless you to you, sir, for the privilege. God is using you to do a wonderful job. And I also want to salute all the men, women that stand with you in leadership, that serve with your time, with your efforts, with your substance. And to tell them, all of you that serve, whether you be in the choir or you're part of the intercessors or you're an usher, protocol, whatever you do in the house of God, children's service teachers, your labor of love in the Lord will never be in vain. Never be in vain. This evening, at the risk of sounding uncreative, at the risk of sounding as somebody who do not have enough words to describe what he came here to preach, I want to title my message, Moses. So that when you leave here and somebody asks you what the preacher said, you just tell the person, Moses. Moses. The Bible teaches that Jacob had 12 children. A bunch of them, having been jealous of their own brother, sold him into slavery. He goes into Egypt as an underdog. But as God will have it, the Lord who will make sure that those who wrote you off We'll see how he ends up with you. Ensure that the same people came and they survived because he lived. And now they have come into Egypt. Ladies and gentlemen, they began to do well. Scriptures teaches that they had a place called Goshen where they lived. And there they did well. But whilst they were doing well, the Bible said there arose a Pharaoh who did not know Joseph. When you read that, it is not implicating that this pharaoh didn't understand the history or know the history of Egypt. This pharaoh knew the Egyptian history, but refused to acknowledge who Joseph was. And can I tell you that the truth is this, that sometimes some people would know who you, what you mean and who you mean to other people, but will refuse to acknowledge how great and mighty you are. And so decided now to afflict the descendants and the family of Joseph. The Bible says that he realized that Israel was multiplying as a nation within the nation Egypt. And began to afflict them. Can I let somebody get this before I even proceed in my preaching? That sometimes some of the difficulties you go through is not because you did something wrong. Sometimes you are afflicted because God is blessing you. And so because God is blessing them and God is increasing them, all of a sudden somebody hated them. 
And he hated them till he said that he will give them more tax masters in their shores. But the Bible says that the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied. I don't know whom I came to preach to, but there is somebody here. Regardless of the hell that comes to you, you will still increase. You still increase. And when that did not work, this Pharaoh decided that he will now make sure that all sons that are born of Israelite women are executed right at birth. Sometimes hell comes your way, not because you did something of, a, of, of so bad consequences that attracted a curse. Because sometimes when things go wrong, you begin to wonder, what did I do wrong? But the truth is, sometimes it's because you do some things right. And so now he says, every son that will be born of Israelite women must be killed. And can I tell you the truth that the policy of the devil has always been the same since that time until today. Till today when you walk into almost any church, the women are more than the men. Their sons being killed. Because the statistics prove that when men get born again, 93% of all men that get born again are able to bring their whole family to the house of God. But only 57% of women that get born again are able to recruit the entire family. Every now and then, the enemy will make sure he will get the one that can get the whole sum, drinking his head off. And singing miwa nasa miwa nasa miwa nasa. Why? Because if the men get born again, and sisters, you need to just understand how God has made this arrangement. It doesn't mean you are inferior to any, any man. No, not at all. It is the fact that because we have the leadership mandate to lead the family as the head, we can easily, and because you are so powerful, God decided that you should submit. So as the head, I can say we are going here. And even if my wife is not too happy, in the name of submission, she will frown her face and we will still go. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so now, if you are an advisor to the devil, which of the genders would you focus on? So Pharaoh said, let the sons, before they can become men, don't cripple them, but ensure they are dead. There are some of you, the reason why your business died at the beginning, before you could even open a shop, is because the devil knew that you will pour out too much billions. That if we don't kill it at birth, this thing will turn the nations around. And sometimes when you see people going through the worst of difficulties and being fought by all manner of fights, not because they are doing something wrong. I don't know whom I came to deliver, but somebody must get this. Sometimes the enemy fights you before you shine. Because he knows if he will leave you to shine and rise, then so much will happen. And it was in the midst of these. Listen, Israel had been praying for a deliverer. And from the time Israel started praying for a deliverer, that God would deliver them from bondage, the enemy, Pharaoh, did not decree that sons to be killed. But right at the time that the deliverer will be born, Pharaoh's magicians also prognostically picks up that the season is here, and therefore, let's make a decree. Let's make a decree. And the decree, ladies and gentlemen, is coming from the palace of Pharaoh. You don't understand. In those times, history dictates that when Pharaoh was spit, 
His spittle should not touch the ground. A human being should collect the spittle of Pharaoh with his back. Pharaoh must not shed tears. If he shed tears, his tears must be bottled. Quickly, you bring a bottle. Because Pharaoh was regarded as a god. His crown had the head of a serpent. Because his ideas were Luciferian. He built cities. Up till today, those pyramids of the Pharaohs are considered by everybody as something that is just not normal. It is this Pharaoh that decreed that every woman that gives birth from the tribe or from the tribes of Israel, every woman that is, if, as long as it's a boy, that boy should be taken. Ladies and gentlemen, for your information, it's not recorded like that, but history, they took the babies and fed them to the crocodiles in the Nile. So I just want you, I, come along with me. There is something called the preacher's liberty which means where it is not clear in the Bible, the preacher can take the liberty and and assume. (laughs) So I just want you to come along with me as we explore. I just want you to think about it. What do you think will be going on in the minds of a woman that gets pregnant around that time? What will be her prayer topic? She'll be praying that she will not give birth to a boy. That it will be a girl. And at that time, you had no means to scan and to know the gender of the baby. And so for nine months, you go through apprehension, not knowing what is coming out. Whether this that is coming out will survive or will die. And therefore, you now have to even deal with the consequences of breast milk in your breast and not having the baby to feed it. Nine months! Apart from all the difficulties you go through as a pregnant woman, you have this pressure. It was within this time that a man from the tribe of Levi, the Levites were the ones that produced priests. The Bible said we are a royal priesthood. So the tribe of Levi, you are a born again Christian, you marry a born again. That is not why I came, but I have said it. So if the girl is not born again, don't say I'm trying to win her to the Lord. You don't win for yourself. But let, let, me, let me leave that one out. So I'm trying to win her to the Lord, then I win her. A man from the tribe of Levi. The Bible said he took to wife. I like that. He didn't take to girlfriend. He took to wife. Because <laughs> there are too many young men these days. They know how to take to girl. But not to wife. He took to wife, which is a, a very bold man. Very bold people take to wife. Let me not change my message. He took to wife. And then she conceived. Take to wife first. And then she conceived. And when she conceived, I wasn't there, but I can only assume that she is believing God for a girl. And one month passes and her prayer is the same. Two months, six months, nine months. And then she gives birth. And they tell her, it's a boy. Her prayer is not answered. Her husband is devastated. 
And she said, can I see the baby before you take the baby away? And they bring the baby. And the Bible says that she said the baby was a goodly child. Was a fine child. Was a proper child. And she said, this one will not be meat for crocodile. In the face of Pharaoh's decree. I don't know what they said concerning your family. That nobody will rise. I don't care which one of them in that shrine said it. But I came to tell you that if you will believe the report of the Lord, whatever they said, it will not come to pass. He said in the face of the decree, she said, this one. (laughs) You know, the, the most important part is not even her declaration. She said, this is a proper child. The child has not shown any ability, any potential. The child has not done anything. And she believed in the child. Oh, isn't it amazing that those who believe in you don't need you to prove it? Oh, my God. The people that believe in you don't need you to prove to them that you can do something. You see, Jesus came from the waters and the Father said from heaven, This is my beloved son. In whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. And he hadn't preached before. If you believe in somebody, the person doesn't have to do anything to prove anything to you before you believe. Listen, some of us are wasting time trying to prove to people that we are something so they can believe in us. I have settled in my heart. Those who don't believe in me will never believe in me. And it cures you so that you can focus in life. Because many of us are trying to prove to people that we are something. <laughs> I love the song that says, But the truth is, some people have closed their eyes. Pastor Emmett, those who won't buy your CD, it doesn't matter how you try to sing so perfect, they won't buy. I don't know if I'm liberating somebody. Because some of you sisters, somebody is telling you, prove your love to me. Listen, prove nothing. If you love me, my, my mother loved me when I didn't know how to say that. She will protect me. You don't protect your child because your child can give you money. As a mother, you know, when, whatever you are doing, if you hear the, the cry of the child, you leave it and run. Not because the child has a bank account. She said, this one. I will protect. And the Bible said for three months, for three months, she kept protecting the child, hiding the child, but this child too doesn't understand the decree of Pharaoh. And this child doesn't understand there is a law that debars it from making noise so that people will come and investigate the gender. This child is living. It's like there is nothing as amazing as somebody you are trying to do something for. Protect, defend, stand. Who doesn't care? Very frustrating. And now, the Bible says that she couldn't hide the child anymore. I don't know whom I came to preach, but there is somebody here. God told me to tell you the times of hiding is over. Amen. That amen is not strong enough. 
Because you see, the seasons will come and the seasons have come. Prayer temple, you can't hide anymore. God is about to do some things among you that you can't keep amongst you. He's about to take businesses from this house and make it global. He's about to link you to the kinds of doors that will never ever make you stay the same size again. He's about to expand something you are doing. Somebody here, you're about to be taken from being local to go global. God is about to take you and when when that time comes, no matter how you try to hide, you cannot hide anymore. <laughs> you can't hide anymore. Three weeks ago, I got the privilege to go speak in South Africa, and I'm speaking for Prophet Dana Wissinger's church, their conference. I'm speaking together with Prophet Eric Hemeku. And when I go in, Prophet Eric has finished speaking, and I go in, I just flew in to go and sit down to listen before I will come to speak. And uh, Prophet Dan um, was speaking, and then he just took the microphone and came to me and said, he sees me ministering on television. And he says a whole lot. And I learned to receive. And scream, amen, amen, amen. Right after the service, the gentleman didn't come for the service. Didn't come for the service. I had known him for many years. And then he walks in. We had closed the service. So he comes to the green room where we were being served. And everybody was talking. Several men of God were there. And he says, oh, man of God. I heard you were coming to town. And then we get speaking. And then he says, um, I don't know when you're leaving. I said, I'm leaving on Monday. Uh, that was that was Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday. And then he says to me, I think that was Thursday. And then he says to me, I received the prophecy on Wednesday. So something like that. But basically, I received the prophecy. You didn't receive it. So, so the point is that I received it. And then he says to me that I didn't want to tell you when you were leaving Ghana, but I have secured some slots on TBN Africa for you. And um, it's on DSTV channel 343 or something like that. Um, Saturdays and Sundays. But if you don't have the videos... And I said, I don't have the videos. He said, if you don't have the videos, and we can do some recording before you leave. You are leaving on Monday. I said, don't worry. I don't leave on Monday. <laughs> when the Lord turns your captivity. Oh, you didn't hear the, I said, when the Lord brings you into opportunity. The Jewish adage is that, Kalu Yepolena. Do you understand? You speak Hebrew? So I said, I'm not leaving on Monday. I'm going to change my flight. Add two more days. And he says, okay, then I'm going to get a studio and I'm going to get a production unit so that they can bring all the cameras and make sure that... And I said, am I paying for... I said, no, no, no. The airtime, the slots on TV in Africa has been paid for. But now, if you're going to stay, then I am going to also book the... And the studio and the production guys and make sure that that one is also paid for. And I said, okay, then where, let me know where it is so that I can find a hotel. He said, leave it. Once you are staying, we will also make sure we get the hotel that is paid for. I pray for somebody in this place. You meet the right person. <laughs> uh, the same God who came through, he will come through for you. And it looked like a joke. <laughs> when you come into the time when you can't be hidden, 
You see, sometimes, sometimes in the, in, the, in the story of Moses, the person trying to hide Moses was trying to help him. But when the season and the time is over, you can't be hidden. And prayer temple, you can't be hidden. There is a business in this place that is about to explode. You can't be hidden. Something you are doing is about to receive heaven's attention. I said you can't be hidden. There is a sister in our church who works with a, you know, a, a, a kind of like a state department, some organization, government organization. And something happened so quickly. She just came to me. She's due for a team is supposed to go to embassies, Ghana embassies around, around the world. And um, she is meant to be part of it. But her name was not in the list. Then I want to conceal as much as possible in the story. So the chief director or something, something, something gets the list. And there are thousands of people. She doesn't know the man one on one. But the man gets the list and feels that something is not correct. Calls somebody. Said, I don't know, but check through. The person also comes and checks and says, Oh, I think everybody qualifies. And the man said, But there is some lady, elderly lady, blah, we met the other time when I was climbing up. Is her name here? And says, Oh, no. Ah, but she has been so they call her they call somebody who she answers to and the person tells them oh she said she can go so some way somehow they still because when the man receives said did you speak to her herself said, no 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 so he said find her you know and call. so they call they will call you they will call you and so when the call came, she said, they said, what, how, why did you say you can't go on the mission? He said, me. The way I'm tired of Ghana. People are tired. Me. Say I can't go where. Nobody has talked to me. And they didn't even go looking for the person to go and punish the person. You see, when you come into a city, God will not even go around trying to... No, 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 no. He will just lift you. And that's how her name was put in the list. That's how she's speaking American English with me. And she sent me said, Pastor, I'm holding a diplomatic passport. I said, that favor is not just for you. Because when God blesses one person in this house, it is not just that person. <laughs> you are part of a family. Even if somebody invited you to this conference, when you get your blessing, it is the whole house blessed. But the person had said, she said, when God Oh my God. Brings you into a season where he is exposing you. It is for good. That's how come 
All I needed to do was to sit in the studio and preach till I got tired. From morning, and I decided, you see, when the Lord opens the door, you don't, the production, the cameraman, they get tired. It's a man of God. Don't you want to take lunch? You don't understand. I have been eating lunch since, and nothing happened. When the Lord has opened the door, we will starve. So on Saturday, I checked. My voice will be heard in Kenya, in Malawi, Equatorial Guinea, Mali, Togo, Benin, Ghana, Nigeria. My voice will be heard in Sierra Leone, Liberia, because DSTV is in all of sub-Saharan Africa. Perhaps even if they gave me the money, man of God, with ministry needs, I might not pay for. Some of you, God will give you the right kind of exposure. And now the mother, the Bible said the mother said, I can't hide him anymore. And listen to this. The Bible says she picks a basket made of papyrus leaves. And when she picks it up, she put the baby in. Now, this same basket, she puts pitch around it and slime. It means that the thing becomes sticky and takes it all the way to the Nile. The same Nile she was trying to protect him from. And puts him among the plants in the same Nile. But you see, because there is pitch and there is tar in the basket, which is sticky, the basket now is stuck among the reeds. It can't move with the current of the river. Which means that, watch this, the basket can easily become a very easy target for crocodiles to move and get it. Because it's not moving. But what kind of mother? Don't tell me she knew that the daughter of Pharaoh would come to take her bath. But she positions it there and tells the sister, watch over your little brother. Let's see. What will happen? Sometimes there are people that help you till they can't help anymore. And they don't even know what they should do for you. And sometimes that's when we begin to think that they are not being helpful. Listen, sometimes people that are helping us get tired. It's not their fault. He said, let's leave it here and let's see what will happen. And the current of the river is moving. But guess what? Because of the tar. That is stuck with the reeds. It is not moving. And I came to talk to somebody who feels like everything is, everybody is progressing around you, but you are not going anywhere. Have you ever been in that season before? Maybe some of you. I'm not talking to the younger ones. I'm talking to some people who have seen life. And there comes a time in your life. You are praying, and yet nothing seems to be moving. And you feel like you are stuck. But no, the truth is this. You are not stuck. You are positioned. There is a difference. You see, when, when you are positioned, God himself will make sure every, the current is moving. Everybody is making moves, but you are in the same place. Why? Because the destiny helper for you must come and find you in the right place. If you had moved with everybody, by the time the daughter of Pharaoh arrives, you wouldn't be in that position. And so now, the Bible said the daughter of Pharaoh starts walking pepsidiastically. 
basically she's walking like a Pepsi bottle. <laughs> and, and, and she she comes on the scene. And the Bible says she came to take her bath. Now I have a question before I proceed. Pharaoh built a palace. Pharaoh is the leader of the superpower nation of that world and built a palace and didn't build a bathroom. Anytime you read the Bible, you have to pause and ask questions. If not, you will miss certain things. And so I said, no, that cannot be that Pharaoh did not build a bathroom in the palace. And so my research then took me to the history. And then I realized that what she was coming to do was not the normal bath, but the ritual bath. The Nile was considered because Egypt was polytheistic. They worshipped many gods. And the Nile was considered a god. For example, the crocodile was the god of security. The Nile was considered a god. And they came to the Nile to take a particular ritual bath so that they will be pregnant, they will be fertile to give birth. Why will she come? Because she's a daughter of Pharaoh. As at that time, Pharaoh himself had not given birth to a son. And therefore, Pharaoh, if he, were to, he was to die at that time, did not have a son to pass on as the heir to the throne. And so she being the daughter of Pharaoh, having grown, she now was desiring that she will at least be fertile so she can give her father a son so her father can have somebody who will be the heir to the throne. So she comes with her request that the Nile will make her fertile. And when she comes, the ritual bath required that she will face the east. And so her positioning was towards the east. But the slave quarters, Goshen, was in the west. And so where the basket was, was in the west. The Nile River was also flowing. The current was coming from upstream, which was also in the east. The basket is positioned opposite the flow of the river. She finishes with her bath. And turns to go. And they see a spectacle. And this is the historical record I read. They see a spectacle that doesn't make sense. The basket is climbing against the current of the river and coming upstream whilst the river itself is flowing down. And so the maidens and herself say, what is this? But that is the miracle of how God will work within this season. He will give you a blessing from a source you never expected. Something is about to come opposite where you have been watching. That is why in this season when the people that you expect to help you are not showing up, don't give up because God is your source. He is about to open rivers. Oh my God. Come in desert places. Whilst you are walking in dry lands, God will give you oasis. He is about to cause somebody you least expected, ever, never thought can be a source of blessing to open a door for you. And I'm talking about a person sitting by you. Tell somebody, I'm about to open a door for you. There is somebody in this service that you least expected can be a source of blessing. But God is about to use the things that you never ever valued to be a blessing to you. She notices that right opposite. 
her false god. She is looking in the east, but the blessing is in the west. You will leave this conference and be careful how you treat people. Be careful how you treat people. Because there are some of us, we write people off. We judge people by how they look and what they have so far contributed to life. A young man who opened the door for me and said he had paid for so I can be on the DSTV program, TV in Africa. I went to his office. He didn't even want me to say thank you because he kept coming to the um, studio. And when I was going to the airport, he sent somebody to pick me to the airport. And I said, no, I need to see him to say thank you. I called him and he said, oh, man of God, you don't need to. I said, where I come from, we don't do it that way. I have been torn. There's a yatitini. So I have to, wherever, he said, man of God, no, sir. I said, no. So I went to his office. Really, I entered his entire staff, everybody. Ah, you're welcome, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. I go to his office to say thank you to him. He said, but I told you, you don't have to. I said, I have to, I'm grateful. If you saw him here, you would never think. I said, what do I pray for you? He said, I've done a business and I've lost over a million dollars. I don't think he's even 40 years. He said, I've lost over a million dollars. But I believe that as I do this for the kingdom of God. Listen, there are many men of God in South Africa. And then there are many men of God that he knows. Any time. Let me leave that alone. But there are two major men of God. Major men of God. Major men of God. From Nigeria. Major. When they are in South Africa, his car, his car is what they use. So if it is men of God, he knows a lot. When Pastor Adeboye is in Nigeria, he's in South Africa. His car. And I've said it openly. Major men of God. So if he will look for some pastor to put on some television network, you know, some guy from Ghana, the church, his pastor, his Fadama Dakuma, that side, you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> but listen, the one that the Lord will use to lift you, to elevate you, to change your life, change your story, bring you a blessing, might be somebody you least expected. If there is anything you pick from all that I have said, is to understand, many of us are missing it because God is opening the door this way, but you are looking into a particular direction and thinking somebody... 
you've taken proposal, all manner of things, written all manner of business plan, and the person had just collected that, didn't even read it. But the door is opening somewhere. Guess what? You never expected that it can come from that side. And listen, God is not going to turn it that way till you open your eyes. And I pray for you that before this year will end, some of you whose blessing has come from another side but you've not seen, may the Lord open your eyes. May you, may, may your eyes be open to see what God is revealing on the other side. And she picks the baby. And the Bible said, when she picked the basket and she opened it, the babe cried. And she had compassion. There is a babe here. Somebody will have compassion on you. Uh, I'm not talking to everybody. I'm talking to babes. And, 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 and she had compassion. Man of God, the season you have entered as a church, God is about to speak for you. The baby cannot speak for himself. But God touched the heart. Sometimes I have noticed this. You can actually go and make a business presentation to some investors. They will not listen. Except the Lord builds. You labor in vain. The Bible said she had compassion. God moved her heart. And then she picked the baby. And there comes Miriam who was saying, Do you need somebody to nurse the baby? Now I want you to think about it. For nine months she got pregnant. Nine months. Praying that it will be a girl. God didn't answer. For three months, at that time, I'm sure she's praying that her child will be Mumu. So that she will not, are you hearing what I'm saying? The baby will not make any noise. And then the prayer is not answered. How many of you have prayed and your prayer has not been answered? God has a master plan. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said, God has a master plan. Three months, nothing is happening. That passes. And then she gives up. And the same crocodile she was afraid of, she takes the basket and puts it there. Uh, and then now, God says, let me take over. Before the end of this year, God will give you a surprise. Because he is taking over. <laughs> Some things have happened for us this October. As a ministry and for me, myself, amazing. For years, we've been trying to purchase land. And you know, Accra, the landlords are many. The landowners, every land has a minimum of three owners. And a maximum of 1,000. Accra land. And so as a ministry, we've been very careful. Avoiding snakes and serpents. Very careful. But just this October, see, some two guys bought a land. And years ago, they asked me to come and dedicate the land. I went and dedicated the land. That day when we went to dedicate the land, before I moved my car, a troop of people came with sticks and whatever, claiming the land is theirs. I survived and moved my car. Then these guys went all the way to police headquarters, did this and that and that, fought and retained their land. <laughs> and it is their land. Then out of the blue, they are selling the land and they have a buyer 
one oil company like that. Has the money. I have not discussed anything with them. But they knew we were looking for land. Then one of them, once the day they are supposed to go and collect the money, that kind of money, he just said, ah, but, but, Reverend Paul is looking for land. The other guy said, oh, you think he will get the cash for us? He said, let's talk with him at least. So they talked with me, and they asked me how much, you know. I said, how much are you selling? When they tell me how much they are selling, I tell them straight that. Uh, <laughs> they said, oh, but uh, we will discount so and so because it's for the work of God. I still say. He uh, <laughs> said, okay, so how much? I said, where you have started from? I don't even know what to say. They said they will get back to me. They call me. They've slashed it. 50%. Basically what they're doing is they just want by force. I said, Sadia, and you're by force, Mr. Martha. So we have to give them money. I said, we don't have the money. Whilst I was talking, somebody said, oh, there's somebody calling the person that has the money is calling. And he said, oh, can I hold on? I said, no, I can't hold on. What is it? He said, oh, the person that, you know, is, is, is the one calling. I said, don't pick it. <laughs> I, I, you don't get it. You don't get it. Listen. Listen. God will bring you into a season. Be careful how you talk. I said, don't mind, don't pick it. He said, oh, but we have to say, I said, don't pick it. Not now, don't pick it. Let me finish my arrangement with you. So we can pay so and so. He said, oh, I said, don't worry. And I remind him, do you remember? Listen. Listen. <laughs> do you remember we went to dedicate the land and we were chased? He said, yes. Then he now added, and they went to police headquarters. I said, yes. There are some things for you, eh? But God will raise other people to fight and protect it. Think about it before I conclude. The Bible says that she took the baby and gave the baby to the mother and said that we will pay you wages. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. For breastfeeding your own baby. For the nine months that she was apprehensive. For the three additional months that she was worried. She will be paid. All the time that you've been believing God. Your faith will pay off. Some of you have been sowing seeds for some things. And you've not been receiving. And you look in the eyes of all those intellectual people. That you are not smart. But your faith will pay off. When the Lord steps into the matter, he will make sure that, oh, what the canker worm has eaten, what the caterpillar has eaten, what the palmer worm has eaten, all the days that are past, you will have reward. You didn't get me. What I mean is that some of you, some 
some lady here who has been disappointed over and over you are about to meet mr right and oh my god and and and, and he will he will reward you for snoring he will spoil you with love instead of saying amen you were laughing he 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 is about when you breathe hmm, he will pay you money if there was a prophecy I know it sounds funny to you, but relax. Let the person who believes start cashing it. If there was a prophecy, listen. If there was a prophecy that God says to Moses' mother, you will give birth to a child, and every time you breastfeed the child, you'll be paid salary. Do you think she would have believed? And I'm telling you that you will meet a man. When you snore, he will pay you. I'm not saying break up with the person you are with. (laughs) Let me conclude in this matter. So this is how it works. Listen, the beauty of it, and that's where I feel like speaking to somebody quickly and getting out of here. The beauty of this is this man of God. Pharaoh made the decree. And the target of the decree is Moses. Moses is his target. All the babies that died... We're not a target. If you didn't hear anything I said, listen to me. You are Moses. Others may go down, but you can't go down. There are people losing their job within this season because of a couple of things happening in this country. You are Moses. God has his eyes on your business. I was talking to a gentleman and he's going through some turbulent times. And I said to him, doesn't matter what is happening. Your business is for a testimony unto God. And I can't imagine, ladies and gentlemen, to find that the daughter picked the baby and said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. And yet, she takes the baby to Pharaoh's palace. The place where the decree was. The man that wanted to kill Moses is the one holding the hands of Moses and doing ta-ta. was the one who said every male child should die but the same person some of you people that have run you down spoken ill of you the same people are about to promote you (laughs) there was a man who kept saying that we are disturbing him where our church is you know Say we are our neighbor. Big fights. But one day I was sitting in my office when the head usher came and spoke with me and said, that man said he has heard we are looking for land. He has called from the States. He had traveled to America. 
and he said somebody had told him that we're looking for land. So when he's going to come and take me to some chiefs. And I said they should tell him that he should give us the number of the people so we can follow up. When they called him, he said, no, 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 he wants to come and take me to the chiefs. When God brings you into a season, some of you, there are people that you never expected to help you. But this showers of blessing, this is the blessing that will follow you. This is the blessing that will follow your children. This is the blessing that will follow your family. People you never thought, the ones you thought didn't like you. You are about to testify and people will hear it and think you are exaggerating. Listen, what I did right now, I am prophesying. You are about to have support. And when it starts coming, don't question it and start doubting it. Because God himself is behind it. Pharaoh is about to sponsor you. Pharaoh took care. Can you imagine Pharaoh is taking care of the school fees of Moses? And Pharaoh is buying lactogen for Moses. And Pharaoh is ensuring that Moses will not cry. And Pharaoh, the same Pharaoh that wanted the death of Moses. Pharaoh is sponsoring Moses. Pharaoh is buying toys for Moses. Pharaoh is building houses for Moses. Pharaoh! Let me conclude. I have concluded, but I think you should get this one. Because at that time, slaves are not meant to receive education. And so all the slaves don't receive education. But prophetically, the mother of Moses, the Bible said she took papyrus leaves out of which we get paper and wrapped the baby in the basket. And I believe that prophetically she was saying where I didn't get to, my child will get to. And so Moses eventually becomes trained in law. That is how come God could use him. God cannot use you in the area of uh, law and governance if you haven't been trained. He was trained in Egyptian law. The Bible says in Exodus 17 and 18 that he will sit down and adjudicate cases till Jethro came and said what you are doing is wrong. He was trained in architecture. You can take your time and read about Moses and understand that he wasn't illiterate because the God we serve is not an illiterate. Our God can read and write. Hezekiah received the letter and sent it to God and said, Kind. And he read it. And in the days of Daniel, God came and wrote with his finger, Mene, Mene, Tekel, Ophesim. Our God can write. But these other gods from whichever region, I don't know. Why did I point this way? Illiterate God. I dream burning But the mother of Moses wrapped him. And I sp- spoke that prophetically to tell some parents in this place don't cry for your children. Their future is secured in your God. I feel like this evening praying with you for two minutes. I don't know who is going through turbulent times. But this prayer time is for you. Anybody going through difficulties, this prayer time is for you. The mother of Moses, sometimes you are doing, you are forcing too much. You're fighting too much. When she gave up, God took over. We are going to pray a simple prayer and say, Lord,